Welcome to Full Bloom, the podcast for millennials on a journey to understanding purpose and figuring out what it means along the way. My name is Martina Lindo, and I believe we can learn from each other's experiences and hopefully help each other to bloom and grow into the people we were always meant to be. Your journey to full bloom starts right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10. Oh, my God. Y'all, I'm so excited for so, so many reasons. Okay, so first of all, today's episode is going to be the first of a new format for our show. So we're still going to have, like, the guest interviews and all that stuff. But we're also going to do some episodes where we talk about different topics. Javon, can you please stop? different topics that we talk about different topics in terms of you know blooming as a millennial and so one of the formats will be bringing on a guest host and so if you already have not realized my wonderful loving annoying husband is with us today hey honey what to do baby (laughs) and today is also our second anniversary yeah boy (laughs) are you excited two years in that (laughs) b sorry (laughs) go ahead so how does it feel to be married for two years feels great yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of work why don't you introduce yourself to the people formally i talk about you a lot on this podcast they should already know me if that's the case yeah but you need to introduce yourself formally well i'm javon javon lindo to be exact um Martina's husband, married for two years with our Sun Nation. It's great. Um, I love photography. I love to create. And I'm a future MMA fighter. <laughs> Y'all, I'm, I'm going to tell him your name too. No, name no, you have is... to wait till I debut. Don't tell him my name. Nobody knows it yet. There's no name. All right, striking. Okay, great. There's no name. <laughs> Keep it going. Back to what we're talking about. Okay, y'all. So, today's topic, I figured since Javon is on with me today, and um, there are a lot of topics that you can talk about when it comes to blooming. Yes, you cannot drink your drink, y'all. He is so awkward. Oh, my God. <laughs> literally, like, we're, I'm just going to, y'all know me. I tell all the secrets. We are literally in our bedroom right now on the bed because we finally got Nation down. And literally, this episode was supposed to be posted on Monday. It's almost Thursday. So. No fault of mine. You don't ever like to take responsibility. You going to do this in front of the people? We can do this. I'm not in front of nobody. I'm in front of a computer. <laughs> so, yes, guys. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about blooming in identity. And um, y'all know I love me some Jesus and Jolof. So, the subtitle of our show today is Jesus and Jerk Chicken. Hey, book, book, boy, boy, boy. No. Jesus. Stop. Keep going. No. No. Okay. What is boop boop? You know any of the nobody Jamaican says, song? Nobody says boop boop. How does it go? The... Martino, just keep going. <laughs> Y'all keep always trying to shut me down. Because you're not Jamaican. Anyways. Yes, I am. Martino. So, Jesus and Jerk Chicken is an ode <laughs> to my Jamaican culture and my faith in Christ. And so, growing up, um, I did, I was born in Jamaica and I migrated. Barely. <laughs> Yo, you are so annoying. I was born in Jamaica and I migrated here when I was six years old. Five. How you gonna tell me? Don't try to add a year. Okay. I migrated here when I was six years old and that played a big part in just my identity in general. And I feel like at this stage in our life, and this is for you, Javon. As a co-host, you are welcome to, and this is for all the co-hosts coming on, you guys will also be able to post questions to me and not just me posing questions to you. That's kind of how, like, the co-host part of it will work. Just as a fun, you know, way to mix it up. Because, honestly, I'm not about that solo episode thing. I just can't imagine myself talking for 45 minutes by myself. 
I just, I don't know if I can do it. So, my first question, Javon, what do you think it means to, like, find your identity? We say that a lot, but, like, what does it actually mean? Just so y'all know, I was not prepared for this episode, so... Look, if you're going to be dry, you're, we will not be welcome back. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you're so annoying. Okay, so what does it mean to find your identity? Yeah. Honestly, finding your identity is is just basically... It's being true to who you really are and accepting yourself for everything that God has made you. You know? Um... Nobody's perfect. You have flaws and you have to learn and know how to embrace all those flaws. And that's how you can truly be comfortable in yourself and find your identity in whatever it is. Yeah. Do you feel like yeah. you found your identity in terms of like who you are? Me? Ah, uh, yeah. And every day I'm learning something new about myself and growing. Yeah. I, a lot of times people don't realize we learn stuff about ourselves all the time. Yeah. Like every day I learn something new about myself. Um, and especially when you try to dive into like, I guess, you know, reading, I read a lot. And when you read, sometimes it kind of opens up your mind or your brain to different things. And when different things intrigue you, you realize that, hey, this is not something I probably would have been intrigued by 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, and it comes with maturity. Maturity. Yeah, I definitely think that's a big part of like figuring out your identity mm-hmm. is being mature enough to recognize that you have flaws. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it because a lot of times we're like people. Oh, sometimes just don't like to be real with themselves, right? <clears throat> what you aiming a- about? Yes, that's you. That's you. How? Because I feel how like how sway. <laughs> You gonna let me talk? No. How? <laughs> Y'all, you see the example right there. Immaturity. Don't want to hear about themselves. I'm not immature, and I know about myself. I know about myself more than you know about me. <laughs> I've known myself for 28 years. Barely. Okay. So I think that's a perfect example, though, of like sometimes we don't like to be called out on some of the things that might not be the best about our personality, about our identity and about who we are in general and I think a mark of growth is when you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and say wow I definitely need to fix this about myself I look at my mir- myself in the mirror every day not comb my beard not fix my hair <laughs> I'm gonna okay guys we're, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back no for what because I just feel like you're not being real. What you know you're supposed to be? That's, I'm being myself. I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> okay, so... Did you pause it? No. So you're going to hear all that? Yeah. This podcast is raggedy. I can, no, I can, I can delete it. Don't worry. So I guess your ne- my next question for you is, what do you... Or like, do you remember a time in your life where you realized that you were becoming a person that you want the becoming the person you wanted to be like do you like have a memory or a moment where you were like okay yeah I like this version of Javon I like every version of Javon okay I mean I love myself (laughs) because God self love is the best love I don't care what nobody say you have to in order in order for you to what's the word in order for you to be, it's not content, but I guess it's kind of content. Mm-hmm. But in order for you to be comfortable in who, who you are, you always have. There's going to be times in your life where you feel like you're not going nowhere or you're not doing anything. Yeah. But I guess the time for me when I said I love this version of myself was probably when I started to develop as a entrepreneur. When I realized, you know, that was my knack. And that was probably back in like 2012. When you did your first show? Yeah. That you weren't at. I was in Ghana. What did you want me to do? Be there. Were you going to buy me a ticket? <laughs> no, I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like back in like 2012. And you know, when my ideas just started clicking. Yeah. And stuff just started happening. I still started doing things. And because a lot of times, especially, you know, growing up in school, especially in Jamaica, people want to make you feel like, oh, because, you know, um, I never liked school, to be honest. And it's okay. It's not for everybody. Okay. Great. 
Thank you. <laughs> because I didn't like school, especially I didn't like math. So people always try to make it seem like, oh, if you're not good at math, you're just going to be stupid in life. Eh, wrong. We're living in 2019 now. So. You don't have to get so close to the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like, oh, if you're not good at math, then you're not going to be able to do anything in life. But that's just not the case. Yeah. So when I realized that, look, there's other stuff I can do that can help me to be successful in life, and I'm good at it. Why not pursue it? Right. I think that I made that decision, and I tell this story all the time on the podcast, about the day we were in the car, going leaving Lisa's house, or leaving Jamal's house, mm-hmm. and you told me about not becoming a lawyer. Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? Yes. You're such a liar. No, I don't. <laughs> and it's crazy because that's such a turning point in my life. I told y'all, it's all that weed you use to smoke. I did not use to smoke when we shut up. <laughs> we thank God for growth. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. So, I think, you know, talking about your turning point, for me, it was just like, I needed to be secure in the woman that I was becoming and not becoming somebody that everybody else wanted me to be. And so, in focusing on, like, you know, the idea of Jesus and Jerk Chicken. Mm-hmm. I've wanted for so long to be able to embrace my Jamaican identity. And Javon, this is a very serious conversation, so do not laugh at me. I'm not laughing, I'm listening. I really want to be Jamaican. You, I mean, you say you are Jamaican, so... Yeah, but If I, you say you are Jamaican, why do you want to be Jamaican? Because, if you say you are Jamaican. Because I know that I missed out on a lot of the things that are staple to the experience, to the culture. Like, if you, I were to go back to Jamaican, now, I wouldn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you wouldn't. Okay, but I'm saying I still don't feel like that negates it from being a part of who I am. Like, I'm still Jamaican. I just have not um, culture. Jamaican is not... It's a lifestyle, okay? It's a lifestyle. I know. It's not just, oh, I was born there. And this is for all other people out there who think they're Jamaican and you're not. I'm sorry. You're not. And you know yourselves. All I don't know. <laughs> you're, so you're not. Jesus <laughs> But oh, there's nothing wrong with being Jamaican or American or whatever the case may be. You yeah, are just, who you are. I, yeah, but I think for me, like part of my identity is it, it, rooted in that culture, and I don't feel like I have that connection to the culture. I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, before if if you weren't married to me, would you want to be connected to the culture? Yes. Oh, okay. Even before that, I wanted to be. So what's stopping you? Well, I mean, I don't know. I think it's one feeling like I'm going to be rejected by those people. You are. <laughs> joking you're not joking you no. that's the kind of that's the weight i bear constantly knowing people like you exist and if i try now to like learn more about the culture try you, to you can learn more myself. about the culture there's a difference between learning and trying to act but i'm not trying to act i'm and that's the thing like boop, i feel boop, like as part of my what was that <laughs> that was trying to act boop, boop, no boop. i just it, no you know what i'm talking about when when the music starts yeah it's not that but it's not okay boop, how does boop, it go boop. how it go come martina, on martina just come keep on, going on. keep saying what you're saying finish your sentence <laughs> i'm just saying i just feel like if you want to fully understand who you are this is something i learned when i went to ghana is that you have to go back to your roots. There's like this idea called Sankofa, and it means to go back to the root, basically. And so for me, like when I went to Ghana and I connected to that part of me, I instantly felt like my Jamaican side wasn't shared up because I just didn't have any real connection to it. Because when I was growing up, you know my mom is Stush. We weren't allowed to speak Patois in the house, even when I lived in Jamaica. And like there was just certain things, like even the music, like, you know, I, I was a pre- preacher's kid, so we weren't allowed to listen to any of that. Like, so all of the things you that... You can listen to reggae gospel. Or that's you know gospel. that ain't real. It is real. You mean in the real? So what? Give me some Jamaican reggae art, um, Christian art. What are you talking about, Papa Son? I listen to that, and you yeah. laugh at me all the time. Anytime what I start, it? because um, it's funny to me. It's still, it's funny to me. <laughs> but you can listen to that. You can listen to Papa Son and the other ones. I can't remember their names. They were big back in the nineties. But yeah. 
I just I feel like I want to connect to that part of my identity and I guess for me all right you tell us about you coming what is what is identity for you for me it's I, I mean exactly what you said knowing who you are being sure in that and then also being able to see yourself from the inside out or from the outside in okay and being confident to tell somebody else this is who I this am. is who I am and like I'm okay with it like for me my relationship with Christ is something I will never be ashamed of mm-hmm. like that's something I'm sure and it's something I know it's something I'm comfortable with mm-hmm. and it's like something I grow in every day versus my Jamaican culture I was born there and that's it there's no connection outside of that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so having an identity and being locked into it it's a, I mean obviously there's identity is multifaceted it's not just you know where you were born or who your yeah. people are and all that there's other parts of it but for me I think that it's important to be connected to your entire self so I guess that's why I'm so hung up on like this whole Jamaican thing right so for you it's kind of the opposite you came here when you were 15 mm-hmm. and you kind of were thrust into this whole new culture this whole new world so what was that like for you it was different, I guess. It was a culture shock, of course, because most people when they leave Jamaica, they come to um, they go to somebody somewhere like Florida or like New York, where Florida has like the tropic vibe vibe of Jamaica, mm-hmm. and then New York has like the city vibe of Jamaica, mm-hmm. like downtown. Okay, that makes but sense. I came to uh, Georgia, Rural Georgia, <laughs> to to set to the south. We ain't got nothing like Jamaica at all. I know. Maybe. In some country parts, they have red dirt. I don't know. <laughs> That's about it. But I came here. I couldn't even understand how the people talk. I didn't understand the word they were saying, even though they were speaking English. Oh man! I could not understand them for nothing. Um, you know, the, you know the Georgia slang. A cool, a girl, a shot a girl. You know, stuff like that back in <laughs> yeah, high like school. I tell y'all a joke really fast. So when me and Jamal first started talking. Um, when he called me, I bet was, this is not it, gonna be funny. It is. It was senior year, and you prank called me. You remember that? Keep going. And you were like, "Hey, girl, I'm going to move there, 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 there. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was so naive. I'm like. Um, I think you have the wrong number. And you kept going like, no, bro. I don't yeah, I think I remember that. that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it took me a second because I hadn't saved his number yet. Or you called me from another number. It was something like that. I don't remember. I remember how it go, but. You called me three times, y'all. <laughs> three times before I figured out who it was. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. I had to tell that story. It was funny because yeah, yeah. it brought me right back. Kind of slow sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't understand what they were saying. Um, it was different. Uh, I had to. I remember one time or one day at school, and you know, for some reason, when you come here to America, coming from Jamaica, you know, they always try to hold you back in grade. Yeah, they do. They try to hold you back in a class, like in a year mm-hmm. or something like that. So if you're supposed to be in like your 12th grade, they try to put you back in 11th grade. Yeah. So I remember one when I first came, they tried to do that to me, and I was so frustrated because I was sitting in the class like. I didn't know. This. Okay, what is going on? Yeah, you know, and then I didn't. I didn't know nobody, so I was just there, and I was so frustrated that day. I had left the class, and I just went and sat in the hallway, like at the front door, because I was waiting for somebody. I was waiting for school to just over to be over so I could leave. Like I just felt like I was out of place. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it was so frustrating. I remember my um, student counselor, Miss Banks. Shout out to Miss Banks, wherever she is. <laughs> I love that lady. Um, she was she was walking out and she she stopped and said something to me, something to me I don't remember what she said but you know she was always like as a student counselor really there yeah, for me trying to reach out to yeah you. but at that time I just felt like I was not supposed to be there yeah you know because I just I didn't know anybody um, I felt like everybody was completely different from me and it was just you know yeah so for you what was a turning point in that experience like I mean you went through school you 
did you struggle in school when you first got here? When I first got here, like academically, because no, of your well, experience, not or? not really. I just I, there's a point in time when I felt like I was just rebelling. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want no schoolwork, nothing, because I did not want to be here. So because of that, my grade took a dive. You know, and I was like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in terms of your identity, like, how did that play a role in you finally coming into, you know, this adult self? Which you know, I was always myself because I was just cool. <laughs> You're so annoying. You know, and people liked me for who I was. I remember at school, they called me Jamaica. And they would literally always want to hear me talk pato, and they would call me around, like gather in a circle. Actually, how, like, how did you feel about that? I didn't feel no way. I asked you because they did that to me when I was a little kid too. Yeah, but you couldn't. Oh, no, when I first came here, that's why. Like, I have a very whitewashed accent because when I got here, the kids used to make fun of me all the well, time. At that, that time, they wasn't making fun. Okay, so kids are different. Age, yeah. yeah, they weren't making fun of me. They thought it was cool, like mm-hmm. to hear a different accent. Yeah, because it wasn't until I came to America, America, I realized a lot of people in America has never been outside of the country. Yeah, or outside of their city. Or outside of their city. Because <laughs> living in Jamaica, watching cable, looking at TV, I think America, like, oh, everybody travels and go different places. Yeah. Till I came here, people never left Georgia. They never live wherever whatever county they were born in mm-hmm. and never left the country and I was like really some of them don't even have a passport yeah so I'm like oh wow so you do know? you feel like that I guess revelation of seeing that cause I guess I'm asking because when I think about my parents and like when we lived in Jamaica my, my mom had money she had a good job I, my dad had a good job too but I just remember my mom's job because they just used to do everything for her like she had a driver and like they was living a life and then when I think about it it's like they left all of that to come to America to like I mean for a long to time start to over, just struggle basically. yeah to start from the bottom and so for me it's like started from the bottom now oh, okay, stay focused <laughs> go ahead having this identity started from the bottom now my whole team here Thank you for gracing us, Brother Drake. Are you ready to go? Go ahead. <laughs> so it's like they come to America to start this Living at my mama house with all your every month. <laughs> Yo, this is literally my life. Every right, go day. ahead. So I think about them coming here, having this identity as these Jamaican people with a Christian background, you know, strong in their sense of who they are and all this stuff to be basically start over i mean your parents did the same thing mm-hmm. so it's like what for us makes made them feel like they needed to well everybody leave that and come here for the american dream well for my i know for me our parents my parents were looking for a better life oops i hit the mic sorry <laughs> so if you heard something i hit the mic um my parents were trying to have a better life we we had nobody driving us around we don't know about all that um yeah, so they were trying to find a better life. Yeah. Come to America. Uh, my dad was actually working with the American government for 18 years. Mm-hmm. So that's how we managed to, you know, get in to come here. So everybody in Jamaica has this concept that once you make it to America, you made it. Yeah. You know. And I just, and I can't understand it because it's like, I definitely understand like wanting a better life. and But I feel like you live there and again this is that part of me that doesn't know can you not have a good life in jamaica yes you can but it's hard it's a third world country so what it's just the i hit the mic again sorry <laughs> is it just the infrastructure is not it's the infrastructure the government how the system is set up the work structure schooling in jamaica is great yeah education is Edu- yeah better but then they just fall off when it comes to the which, workforce. Which doesn't make sense to me because it's like if you have this great education system, obviously you've got the knowledge. So what is it that is like it's just lacking how, as a people? It's, it's a mismanagement of a lot of a lot of things that the government mismanage mm-hmm. or mismanages, and um, yeah, the people suffer for it. You know, and some people, even though education is great, a lot of people don't get access to that education because they don't have money. Yeah. I was going to a preparatory school in Jamaica growing up. And it's crazy when you go to a preparatory school or a prep school in Jamaica, people think you're rich, you have money. That's usually the case, but I went to one. We didn't really have no money. It was I don't know how my parents did it. But three of us, school fee, 
added up to like hundreds of thousands, millions a month, yeah, a, year a year for school fee. You know, so it's not like here in America you get free schooling. So because of that, a lot of people don't get to go to school. Mm, you know, makes sense. A lot of people don't get to get have the education that they get. Like even my mom when she was younger, like way, 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 way back. <laughs> Don't do mom like that. <laughs> she didn't get to go to school, you know. Yeah, she talks about it all the time. How she taught herself how to read. Yeah, my mom had to teach herself how to read, and she didn't teach herself how to read until like later on in her life when she had to help us with homework. Yeah, you know, and somebody tried to make her feel bad about not knowing how to read. She didn't have the chance to go to school because her parents didn't send her. So she literally had to teach herself how to read. And I don't know how people, how she did that. That's amazing to teach yourself how to read. Yeah. I don't know how that worked. But yeah. So I guess now, thinking about your identity, who you are as an individual, Javon, stop playing with the mic. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you bloom in your identity? Um... How do you bloom in your identity? Wow. It's a good question. (laughs) What? It's a good question. Blooming in your identity. That could be a poet. Go ahead. Oh, if y'all didn't know, he's a poet. Oh, God. And he's a DJ artist on the low. What is a DJ artist? Oh, wait. What is a DJ artist? Come on, chill. I don't know. What what in me? Like, God's got to... Okay, you are too. No. No? No. Nobody's a DJ artist. Okay, what do they call? The Jamaican would call him just DJ. Okay, a DJ. artist. I'm not a DJ. I cannot rap. What is it? It's called rap. Just rap. you can't rap, y'all. But it's not rap. I can't rap. Anyways. What is blooming in your identity? Blooming in your identity is, to me, is just... Finding yourself. I even wrote a poem about this. I I remember. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, called Finding Yourself. Basically, you know, learning who you are as you grow and what you are not. Because that's that's also important, learning what you're not. You know, because a lot of times you will encounter people and, you know, people have influence and sometimes you'll be influenced by people. I try my best to not be influenced by nobody. That's just me. Yeah. There's only a few people I can say that actually influence me. Kobe. And, uh, <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> but um, it's finding who you are and who you're not. And I think finding who you're not is a lot more important yeah. than finding who you are. Because when you know that you're not this, you'll you'll make a way to, or you'll make space to find out who you are. It's kind of like negative and positive. Like with affirmations or declarations, yeah. if you declare that, you know, something something negative has been happening in your life, you say, okay, I remove this negative thing from my life. You then have to replace it with something positive. Because yeah. if you leave the space open, then the negative thing can come, come back. back in. So that's, that's how, a good way to look at it. So that's how I see it. You know, when you find out what you are not, then you can put into place what you are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I guess now, you've taken on some new identity roles. Like what? As husband and oh, father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, how yeah. do you feel? <laughs> yeah, man. You're so annoyed. Yeah. How do you feel like you're blooming in the Well, I'm a great husband, you know. I don't know about I am that. a great husband, okay? <laughs> like, I am the best. Yeah. I am the best. Talk about bomb.com, all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> and I need my chips with some dip, okay? I'm a great husband. And a sp- I'm a great father, too. Axe Nation. Yeah, he is a great dad. When he sees me, he goes, <laughs> So I'm a great father, all right? Y'all should know. But yeah, I mean, being a husband is, um, especially being a husband to Martina, is a lot of work. But you know, it takes patience every day. This is true. Every day, a lot of patience, you know, and I'm not the most patient person. It's all right, we're working on it. If anybody knows me, not the most patient person, but you know, it it comes over time. Got a temper too. Here we go, they're gonna know, they're gonna know. Sorry, honey. I didn't mean to put you up there. <laughs> That's how she laughs. But yeah, um, you know, especially in being a father as well, you have to know what type of example you want to be for your child. Yeah. You know, for your son, because they, he's, he, they, children watch everything you do. Everything. So you have to know what ident- 
identity you're trying to lay out for them. Yeah. So do you feel like if you don't know who you are, you can't bloom? No. How? I no, think, no one. I, I ask the question because a lot you see a lot of people blooming in an identity that's not theirs, and so on the outside it looks like they're blooming like you know. When you don't know who you, when you don't know who you are, you're technically in darkness. Right. What flower can bloom in darkness? Yeah, that's true. It needs light. It needs sun. So how do you account for those people that are like you know living somebody else's life for their own somebody else's dream and flourish? Stop. Simple. <laughs> it's not that simple. God made you who you are. I know it's not that simple, but it's it's that's why I said I love myself. Not to sound narcissistic or anything, but I have a lot to work on with me. Yeah. You know, and when you accept that, you can move forward. I guess they said the best form of our what was the what's the they said that when you're starting to like heal or whatever mm-hmm. is to be able to admit that oh, you the know first step to change is admitting, admitting there's, a problem. there's a problem, you know. Mm-hmm. And pe- the people who I guess are living somebody else's dream, especially in this day and age of social media, it's the worst. Yeah. You have people out there who are so I guess self-conscious yeah. about themselves. They always think somebody has some op- opinion to say about them, mm-hmm. so they don't want to put themselves out there because this this person's gonna say this and that. Yeah. I could care less about what you want to say about me. Like it doesn't I mean, matter. It's true because it, it it can be, and I'm the opposite of you. I was that person for a very long time. People pleaser, like constantly, and it's a lot to do with how I grew up, mm-hmm. you know. But a lot of times you bear the weight of wanting your identity to fit the mold of what you think other people are expecting from you. Mm-hmm. And so you do spend a lot of time policing yourself in that way yeah. to make sure that you And you, it doesn't matter standard. what you do, you're not going to please everybody. Yeah, and that's something I had to learn. Yeah, you're not going to please everybody. Somebody's always going to find some type of fault about what you're doing or what you did or what you said because it's never how they did it. Yeah. Or it's not how they see it. Everybody has a different perception of things. So I'm not going to make your perception of this or of me taint or change what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's important because I think as soon as you realize who you are and what path you're on, Mm -hmm. that's the only way to get to your purpose for real. That's the only way to really embrace your identity and like stand tall in that. What are you laughing at? Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) I think that's the only way for you to really like flourish and grow is to be so sure in who you are and be confident in that Mm -hmm. and so i guess finding your identity that journey that path where does it start where does what start where does that where does finding your identity start like how do you do that as somebody who's so confident it starts it starts by it starts just by realizing your potential Mm. You know, realizing what you can do, um, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Hallelujah. You know, that's how I see it. It's realizing your potential and realizing what you have to give. God, Jesus didn't put you here to be a waste. In Jamaica, as we say, a waste man. Mm -hmm. He didn't put you here to be a waste. He put you here to accomplish something. So once you realize that God made you for a purpose, you know, like it says in Jeremiah 29 verses 11, I know the plans I have for you. Uh, you know, thoughts of you know unexpected end. Then once you, a lot of people don't know their Bible, so that's why they, they can't get nowhere in life. Yeah. Once you realize your purpose in life, or know that God has some type of purpose over you, you'll start searching. And we start searching. That's how the part, the path begins. Mm-hmm. Okay, you took us down this road, so I'm gonna keep going, and I'm about to put you out there. Yeah. Just in general, you know, thinking about your checkered past and now standing as a minister of the gospel, mm-hmm. how did that journey look for, like for you? Like, you know, they talk about people who are rebellious. It did not look like it was <laughs> real for me. Let's be honest. You know Why what I'm saying? So no, I'm just saying. Yeah. And I, I didn't think of, I didn't think about that. You know, and it's nobody's perfect. Your journey still continues every day. Yeah. You still grow more every day and learn more you still slip up have um you still slip up and make mistakes Mm -hmm. you know it it is what it is i like your perspective yep that's why you married me 
You're still annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel? How, I mean, with your whole podcast and everything, you know, do you feel like you're blooming into your identity? I do. Great. I feel like I have. <laughs> you're so annoying. I feel like I have come full circle because I just think back to the days where, like, I've always been very confident and. I've always had a stage. I've always had a platform, rather, where I was either ministering to somebody, talking to somebody. I've always had people looking up to me. And in that or through that, however, I never made space to really, truly take time to find myself and identify the things that were important to me. And so I spent a lot of time nurturing all these other things that people had put on me. So, oh, Martina, she's smart. I mean, yes, I was smart, but I was... I'm still smart. Thank you. Um, I was working on that intelligence because, oh, my parents said, oh, you're smart, so you be smart. So I read I read a lot of books. I did my homework. I, you know, went to the best college in the United States of America. I went to college. Hey, class of 2014. Okay. Um, and so just using that as an example, like, I did all of the things that you know, people had put on as my identity. And so it wasn't until I stepped back and looked at myself in the mirror and said, you know what it was? During the wedding, when we had that little drama and, you know, me and Lisa fell out because of me, almost losing her as a friend is actually one of the things that made me turn around. First of all, don't nobody care about Lisa. Don't do her like that. You're so annoying. Y'all, if you don't know, Lisa and Javon were close, close friends before she and I became best friends. And so that was annoying because they got this love-hate thing. It's just so <laughs> aggravating. Like just now, she texted us. Sorry, another uh, side note. She texted us in our group chat. It's me, it's me and her and our husbands. And so she's like, Martina, I hope you had a good day. Happy anniversary to you, Martina. I hope you had a wonderful day, Martina. Like, it's that kind of, they have that kind of dynamic. And so, when we went through a little thing, you know, it, it's a lot of drama that went on during that part of the wedding. And I had to step back and look at myself and say, Martina, do you like this person? And mm-hmm. it was just a lot of years of unresolved issues within myself that kind of vomited out during this really high stress moment in my life mm-hmm. and so for me that's when I stepped back and really started to take a look at myself and redefine and re-synergize who I wanted to be and what she looked like mm-hmm. did I answer your question? yeah yeah and sometimes it takes those moments yeah you know, you like you have an epiphany out of nowhere, and it takes. A, I I'm always in deep thought. Yeah. You know, anybody who knows me, I'm always in deep thought, and sometimes it's just going through my head about different things, different scenarios, how they played out, how they could have played out, how they're going to play out. You know, what is my reaction and stuff like that. That helps you to kind of really find yourself and find how you're supposed to, who you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Well, I guess, do you like who you're becoming? And really, I think I love who I'm becoming. Sorry. They go to rap, I told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But me, me personally, uh, yeah, I, 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 I could be better, but hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah, man, and I and if anybody knows us and knows like our relationship, you know Javon has come a long way. Okay, what are you trying to say? That <laughs> you've come a long way, and I'm proud of you. Honey. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, so thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> in terms of your identity mm-hmm. and being a millennial in an age where there's so many. There's so many ways that you could go. You know what I mean? How does one person, and this is just your perspective, how do you decide who you want to be? Like, in terms of basically canceling out the noise. 
and being able to hone in on your individual self. You talked about it earlier about knowing your potential, knowing who you are, but how do you get to the place where you can really, like I know I did, like unburden yourself of that this dead skin and really become yourself. What do you think is the first thing you need to do? First thing you need to do for... To become, to like, to grow in your identity. Well, like I said, is realizing your potential. Right? Yeah. That's the same question? No, I think just in terms of... Let, let me rephrase it. Um, as people, we are going through life, especially mm-hmm. uh, now in this very turning point, quote-unquote, part of our life where we're now parents, we have more responsibilities. Um, you know, you're a man. Your mm-hmm. job is to take care of the family, provide, mm-hmm. be there. You have to be real with where you are in life. Yeah. You have to be real with where you are in life. If you ain't got, if if you ain't got a hundred dollars, you ain't got a hundred dollars. Yeah. If you trying to go out, if Dick, Tom, and Harry trying to go eat out, and you ain't got a dime to your name, you ain't got a dime to your name. Sit down and just know where you are in life. Yeah. Be real with yourself. It's simple as that. People like to follow the crowd. You know. Um, the other day, I was thinking that people. A lot of times people want change, like people want change, but they're also comfortable with not changing. Yeah. You know, people, they want change, but they're also very comfortable with not changing, Um, meaning they like to follow the crowd, especially in this age of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, social media has created a lot of followers and not enough leaders. Not a lot of people who are leaders just like to follow. Mm -hmm. And... In order for you to... What's the question? Become yourself? Yeah, to truly become yourself. To truly become yourself, you have to be real with where you are in life. Mm -hmm. Be real with who you are in life. That's real, Javon. Yeah, you just got to be real with where you are in life. Like, if you can't do something, you just know you can't do it. And you know what? I'm going to say this. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we we really went through a lot this year. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when I look back at it... A lot of that could have been abated if I was just real with where I was in my life. Instead of feeling like, oh, Jesus, he get on my nerves. Instead of feeling like I needed to keep up or like I was behind. Not keeping up. It's more behind. Like you look at your life and you look at what you thought you would be doing at a certain time. And this is something I've decided that I'm no longer doing anymore. Is you know these checklists of like you know by thirty I need to do. I never did that. Well, we weren't always as evolved as you, honey. Some of us (laughs) had to go through their process, and so I spent a lot of time feeling like I needed to keep up with all these people doing all these things, and it puts you in a really bad place. Mm -hmm. The race is not for the swift, but for those who get in the door. Yeah, man. Life is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And I think I saw this on somebody's Instagram recently that where God is not rushing, we are. Yeah, because I asked myself the other day, and like I said, I'm always in deep thought. And I was sitting and I was like, yo, why am I not further in my entrepreneurial endeavors now? I feel like I should have been further because I've been doing stuff since 2012. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm 28, about to be 29. Birthday September 18th. I'll take gifts in monetary form. Um, Whatever (laughs) the Lord puts on your heart to bless me with, I'll take it. All right. I'll take cash, credit, debit, PayPal, Cash App, everything. If I, I'll get Venmo if I have to. All right. So yeah, I'm 28, about to be 29. I'm like, you know, why am I not further? in my entrepreneurial endeavors by now and I'm thinking to myself like I should be further and I'm getting frustrated because things just not is not happening as fast as I want them to happen and it clicked in my head I was like I asked myself the question when do you enjoy success more when you're 29 or when you're 50 you know who's really rushing for the success is it you or is it got, or is yeah. you know like does it matter if you get the success at 20 at 30 or at 45 like are you going to enjoy it more at 35 or 30 more than how you're going to enjoy it at 45 55 yeah. so what is the rush 
The same success that you can get now, you can get it later on. I just think we feel pressured to. We feel pressured because now. we're trying to curate an image. People yeah. feel like, oh, if you're successful when you're younger, you can post all the nice pictures on Instagram and go out and do this with your friend because you're young and you can feel young. You know what I'm saying? Because you have age on your side. You know, rather than, oh, if I'm when you're older, older. It's not going to be as appealing. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think in turn, in order to really bloom in your identity, you have to be comfortable with where you are and comfortable in how you're going to get there and not worry about how your identity compares to anybody else's. And, you know, being firm in your identity. So for me, that's being firm in my relationship with God, my role as a mom and a wife, and being confident that I'm going to accomplish everything I know I'm supposed to. And, you know, repeating those daily affirmations like you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um so my last question and it's always I pose it even though this is not a typical episode format what does living your best life look like and we're going to talk about it in terms of living your best life in your identity what does that look like for you for me right now living my best life is making sure that my son has everything he needs yes baby nation like me living my best life is being able to give my son the things that he needs and what's going to make him comfortable yeah so do you feel like your greatest role right now your greatest identifier is as a father yeah as a father yeah oh that's fine forget your name okay <laughs> you behave <laughs> <laughs> okay so before we go we're actually this is just for this episode we're gonna play a game but this time oh jesus i'm the one in the hot seat and so this game is called growing up jamaican still not oh that's fine <laughs> so javon is gonna i guess i can't say book 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 yes book book work all right it works Okay, so Javon is going to ask me five questions, and if I answer them correctly, then I get to keep my Jamaican set. Martina, it's, it's okay, Martina. You don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Yes, I do. Okay. Let's go. All right, so I'm supposed to ask her five questions, and she can keep her non-existent Jamaican card. <laughs> You're so rude. The non-existent Jamaican card. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. All right. So, what's the first question? First question is: Why did I just ask myself what's right, the first I'm question? That. <laughs> 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 All right. So, who who led the Morant Bay Rebellion? Marcus Garvey. <laughs> 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 uh, Wait. These questions are. It don't matter. You said you tell me said something growing up in Jamaica that you know. Um, the Maroons. No. All right, come close. It's, it's a national hero. It's Paul Bogle. That was gonna be my next. Was it? Yeah. Okay, if you say so. All right. All right. What came first? Was it the Jamaican twenty dollar bill or the twenty dollar coin? The twenty dollar bill. You got it right, but you guessed. <laughs> you weren't even sure. That's right. <laughs> Next question. Finish this quote. Okay. Was sweet nanny goat? That's a you. Was sweet nanny goat? So, uh. So, what's uh, so. <laughs> up? <laughs> Is it that's a doing so? No. Was sweet nanny goat? I go run in belly. That's the same thing. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Who is Jamaica's sixth prime minister? I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> I don't know. PJ Patterson. Wait, I knew that. I just didn't know he was a six. <laughs> I knew his. I know his name though. Okay. Wait, is that five? 
No, that's four. Oh, okay, one more. All right. Um. All right. What is the popular Christmas event that happens every year in Christmas in Jamaica? You mean Boxing Day? No. Or box it around the holiday time. Is it something at Princeton Market? Grand Market. Yeah, I knew it was something <laughs> in the market. <laughs> Is it something in Listed Market? <laughs> going to allow this game to dictate my identity. <laughs> now you other millennials that play the game. You're right, try to make excuse. <laughs> I wanna come try to make the excuse now. So does that mean I'm not Jamaican? Honey, you're as Jamaican as you wanna be. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining us today on Full Bloom. Thank you guys for having me. And Bloomers. <laughs> get it? Yeah. The bloomers? Wait. Is that what you call them? Bloomies. I feel like Bloomers is better. Okay, we'll take a vote. Whoever likes Bloomies, leave a comment. And if you like Bloomers, like the post. Bloomers. Bloomies. Bloomies. The Bloomers. Where can they find you? <laughs> Who, me? Oh, always oh, a plug. All right. I get expressive on Instagram. That's I get expressive. Come check out my page. Is that, that what you meant, right? Yeah. On on Twitter, it's I express me, and honestly, that's it. And you. And then I can find my photography page at expressive images underscore underscore. So it's two underscores. And then follow my YouTube vlog as well, expressive TV underscore. So he's yep. just really expressive, guys. If you didn't yeah, brand. it's a brand, the expressive brand. <laughs> All right. Yep. Or you can also, I guess, follow Jesus Been Cool, JBC. Yeah. We yeah. have a t-shirt line. Check us out. It's dope. Yep. And wait. I okay. Go. You're going to get played out now. Bye. Right, Bye, guys. Bye, bloomers. <laughs> Bloomies. <laughs>